And we are live. What is up, everybody? This is Nick from P2W Fantasy. Added again with a live stream, and I'm very excited about this one. Uh, I got two guys that I've been looking forward to getting on my show. Um, I was on one of theirs before, and um, the other guy I've just uh, had some nice conversations with and been a fan of his work. So what I want to do first to start off everything is uh, – make sure I introduce both of these guys and um, let them talk about themselves because these are two very active people in the, uh, the fantasy sports community. So uh, to kick things off here, I got Jeff Bell with us. So Jeff Bell, fantasy pros going for two. Um, I've seen you on, you know, live streams uh, here and there, but uh, a lot of people speak highly about your writing um, and not just about uh, the, the Disney princess, to 2021 QB comparisons, actual uh, analysis writing. So, Jeff, thanks for coming on the show, man. Uh, big, big fan, big fan of you. So I just want to get into this before I let you guys talk. Back when I first started doing the podcast stuff, I, I think I was like amped on. I need to get this guy on. I need to get this guy on. And I look forward more so now to just getting guys I like a lot on my podcast. So you two are both just guys I, I like a lot. So uh, Jeff, can you tell us where we can find you on social media and everything, and then anything you got going on right now or upcoming? Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for the intro, Nick. You know, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. I I've thoroughly enjoy your show. And um, that was very kind words. And I'm very appreciative. Um, right now, I just dropped a column yesterday on Fantasy Pros doing some Debbie content, a, a Big Ten review. Um, we've already got an SEC review out. Um, we're looking at the pipeline if we're going to do ACC or Big 12 next. So if somebody's got opinions on what they want to see, just let me know. Uh, I've got some NFL content coming up with them next month, a handful of draft pieces around the draft. So very busy over there, just trying to write as much as I can. Um, we have some things in the work, too, on the podcast side that I'm excited about, and then we'll let people know here in the future. But uh, right now, it's all writing, and I'm just trying to survive. I, I'm a CPA in tax season, so I sneak away as much as I can and uh, write, and it's my release, and I am thrilled to be here. And Thank you again. Absolutely. Glad to have you on, man. Uh, and our other guest here, we have the the boss man of the rum boys we have we have robbie with us today uh rum boys obviously big brand uh love what you guys do over there um cover everything from the nfl to ufc and everything in between um i was actually on rum boys after dark uh, a little bit ago and, and it's crazy because it's like the perfect mix of like a bunch of people like kind of turning up and like drinking and stuff, but also taking things very serious at the same time and having good conversations. So I was a big fan of when I uh, was on that show. So, uh, Robbie, I'm glad you reciprocated uh, and, and are coming on my show now. Happy to have you here. Can you tell us uh, where we can find you and uh, everything going on with uh, the Rum Boys? Yo, first off, first things first, cheers to me, cheers to you. Shout out to the P2W Fantasy crew. I appreciate you, Nick, for having me on, my dude. Absolutely. <sighs> And now that I have that out the way, uh, make sure that you guys uh, find me on Run Boys Robbie on Twitter. Um, check us out on YouTube, Run Boys Fantasy Network. But I mean, for real, for real, hit us up on Google. Like, just, just type in Run Boys spelled with a Z like you see it behind me uh, right here on the green screen. Type us in on Google. Check out our articles. Um, promo code Run Boys free shipping on any and all merch. Uh, I'm going to be having some new stuff coming up for you guys right before the draft um right 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 before the expo and stuff like that um and check check us out on sports me app uh, i'm also the chief marketing officer over over at uh one of the chief marketing officers for the sports me app and uh we're, we're doing big things over there building building the the biggest online sports specific interactive uh community via, via uh via app base so get it get at us ios and android sports me all one word hey very cool, very cool. I did, I did sign up, clicked around a little bit, but I definitely have to dive in once get more, uh, more time this week. Uh, work's been a little bit hectic, but it, it is a very cool feature um, from what I've seen and just things posted on Twitter about it. So, uh, what I like about the three of us here, bunch of diverse content, uh, which means diverse mentalities and, and thoughts. And what I brought both Jeff and Robbie on to talk about today is just free agency. Obviously, we've seen enough of. Um, you know, the tweets and, and uh, the opinions about who's went where. But uh, I'm curious to hear these two guys' thoughts on uh, a handful of topics of what has happened, what will happen, and everything in the middle. So we'll, we'll kick that off right there in a second.
no fear to give I feel but I can't forgive I go all in this time Yeah, I won't regret I'll pick the best on trip They don't understand I play to win Yeah, I play to win I play to win Yeah, yeah, I play to win I play to win Oh, play to win I play to win Yeah, yeah, I play to win I play to win And shout out to my guy Billy Wales on uh, on rap in there. I didn't have the the uh, the music rights to Little Baby song that I used to have, so I wanted to make sure I put the copyright infringement. So I had my buddy do that. Uh, hey, hey, but that's how you do it, though. I mean, that, that that that's a big step of move, you know. You know what, Little Baby, you can you can make millions and continue letting the Grammy snub you, but you know what, I'm gonna have my own guy do my own track. I, I dig it, man. That's yeah. love. Yeah, it's it's funny just getting off topic, but I I like posted a TikTok off of my phone on the Twitter, and I woke up one morning and I got this this uh, message. I was locked out, and they said copyright infringement, and I was like, I made this on another app, and uh, now I'm like extra safe because I don't want to you know anything to happen with that. So now now I'm hitting up well, people doing music, things like that. But, uh, but yeah. I, I do the I do the same thing. Like, like now, like if I post something on TikTok, you will not find it anywhere else. Snapchat, that's about that's- it. That's the kind of warning you get one time. You get one. I'm not messing around. You give me that one warning oh, one man. time. All right, I'm good. Even, uh, even that promo for this that I that I put out, I'm gonna have to like take it down just to be safe. <laughs> but all right, so let, let's get into some stuff here. So obviously, this show is mainly based on, on fantasy content. We can just talk about football itself and uh, organizations and decisions that have been made, things like that. So reflecting back on what's happened so far with free agency. Uh, not just for fantasy purposes, we can just talk about anything here. Which which organization stands out to you guys as one that's made some good moves to set themselves up for the future here for 2021 and, and beyond? So um, anything that stands out to you, maybe one specific team. Uh, Jeff, we can start with you on your thoughts here. Yeah, I'm glad that you're opening it up beyond fantasy because really the fantasy moves that we saw, I don't know that there was really anything too exciting. The team I'm going to go with, I think the Patriots, you know, they started out early on the first day and it seemed like they're firing guys off left and right. You know, they're getting Hightower back from last year. He sat out bringing in Matthew Judon, bringing in um, Van Noy to help that pass rush. Henry Anderson's kind of under the radar, a good uh, defensive lineman that they're bringing in. Um, Trent Brown helped their line. But if you're looking fantasy there, I, I think John Smith is – I, I replied that he was my big winner of free agency just because tight end is such a mess. And he's putting getting put into a situation where I expect Hunter Henry to do the dirty work and then John to be able to be the number one wide receiver in that offense, moving him around formations, getting him open, getting him schemed, and getting the ball in different areas. And so in that regard, especially given the tight end landscape, I mean, the opportunity is huge for him. Yeah, I like that. I like that uh, with the Patriots. So a lot of a lot of comments came with them, like uh, getting the two tight ends and, and a lot of jokes saying like, oh, they must think this is a tight end premium league or something along those lines. But if you think about the Patriots historically, this is a team that methodically moves up the field, right? It's not a team that shoots these 60-yard passes nonstop. So having two tight ends in the field kind of goes back to the tradition of managing some games and finding uh, maybe some easier ways to get upfield than uh, than gunning it all the time. So um, I think with uh, if it's Cam Newton, if it's not Cam Newton, I think whoever's under center, you can have some comfort with two outlets that are tight ends. Um, I, I think – that gets slept on a little bit with the Patriots. So, uh, yeah, I, got, I like that call there. Um, Robbie, we we talk about uh, organizations that made some good moves. Who stands out to you as, as a team that made some nice moves so far this offseason? Uh, absolutely, Jeff. Uh, 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 well, first, Nick, Nick, thank you, thank, thank you for, again for having me on. Jeff, you are correct about pointing out the New England Patriots, Janu, all, all the moves uh, that they, they had made. Could they have possibly been sitting at the poker at the poker table a little bit early and maybe shown their hand a little bit early by saying, "Hey, we have two studs that tied in. Get ready for twelve personnel." That could definitely be, be a possibility, and defensive coordinators are definitely going to game plan for that. I want to turn our attention over to the Washington Football Team, um, and I think that the Washington Football Team and I, I know everyone's like, "Well, of course you're going to talk about that. That's his team." Look, look, guys, look. This team addressed exactly what they needed to do. There's questions if Henneke was going to be the answer or not. And, of course, we all hope that he was going to be the answer. We did re-sign him. But, okay, cool. We got an ace in the hole. We got a backup. We bring in Fitzpatrick, a journeyman who knows the game, knows the speed of the game, so on and so forth. 
You complement that with Terry McMorrin and Logan Thomas now with bringing in Curtis Samuel, and then you also simultaneously lock in Brandon Sheriff. This team has done great things on the on the offensive side of the ball, um, and then they also bring in Jackson at corner uh, for for all the IDP guys out there from the Cincinnati Bengals, which I think is a great replacement for Roby. This team has done all the right things. They have football people running the football team now. Shout out to Mayhew. Shout out to Rivera. All those guys. Snyder, I'm sorry. You've got to go big bank Bezos. Get in uh, in that ownership seat, baby. All right. Washington football team. Je- Jeff, uh, are you in agreement with uh, their moves this offseason? Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious, Robbie, as a Redskins fan, you see Samuel coming in. Do you think that he's going to kind of – take J.D. McKissick out of the offense? you think McKissick's going to have that role still? I mean, fantasy-wise, you know, we'd love it for the fantasy owners if Samuel can kind of eat that as well as Gibson eating, kind of just removing McKissick. But how do you think that plays out? I don't think that it removes, it, it removes McKissick as, uh, as much as people think uh, due to the fact that this guy's coming in to be the wide receiver too. So his role within what is already happening it, it, it is going to change. He is going to adapt to what is already going on. Uh, so to automatically think, well, oh, he kind of did some of the same things that McKissick did, you know, especially out of the backfield, relax, calm your nerves. And even if he does eat into McKissick's workload, why are you worrying about McKissick when you can just now go and make a move for, for, for Samuel? Or either you could be looking at one of these rookies. That's now a piece that you should possibly be looking at. Okay, maybe I move on for him. Maybe I trade him away. Or if I don't trade away, maybe now I'm dropping him for someone I'm about to bring in. Yeah. Yeah. Couple, but I, I love the, what the Redskins have done. So, couple of uh, fan, hey, fantasy. Yeah, there you go. There you go. A couple of fantasy tidbits just for Washington. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously, uh, we've seen him be pretty successful in fantasy. Uh, weeks one through six, he started. Weeks two through six, he was the QB six, that number six there. Uh, Four out of the first six weeks, he had 21 or more fantasy points. And then if we look at Curtis Samuel reuniting with Ron Rivera, who was once his coach with the Panthers, reuniting with Terry McLaurin, which was once his college teammate. So he has some familiarity there. Uh, Curtis Samuel, weeks one through 16, wide receiver 26, wide receiver 15 from weeks seven through 16. If you look at the week seven through 12 gap there, uh, he was the wide receiver eight before the buy. So good weeks out of fantasy for both of these guys. Um, I can definitely see a lot of upside for fantasy in this next coming season. Uh, a couple other teams that stuck out. Um, Patty Mahomes sacked three times and had two interceptions in the Super Bowl. Everybody pointed to that O-line. They made two moves with uh, it's either Thuney or Tooney. Joe Tooney. Yeah. There you go. And uh, Kyle Long, I think that stands out. Um, I'll list off a couple, and if you guys have any quick thoughts, uh, on these. So, so, uh, addressing the O-line for Kansas city to me stands out as a big move just because you are protecting the best quarterback in the league even more. Um, coach Arians was not lying when he said he was going to bring a lot of guys back. Uh, Chris Godwin, Levante, David, Shaq Barrett, Rob Gronkowski, all on their way back, New York giants. We'll talk about them a little bit more later, but they add a wide receiver to Danny dimes. And then the Broncos stand out to me too. tag Justin Simmons, re-sign Shelby Harris, and they bring in Kyle Fuller from the Bears, who has a history with Vic Fangio, who's once the Bears defensive coordinator. So yep. um, anything stand out with any of those teams I just rambled on about? Well, the Chiefs, you mentioned it. You know, We saw the, them get heated up in the, up the middle during the Super Bowl and get Mahomes hit. Um, DuVernay Tardif potentially coming back, too, could, could be a really big addition to that offensive line to help round things out. Obviously, they lost the tackles, but addressing that for agency stood out to me. Robbie, any final thoughts on on some of the good before we get into the bad? Um, some some of the some of some of the good that came out came out of that with the Chiefs organization is the release of Damian Williams. So there's going to be some team out there that's going to get very lucky in having a prime rib play me on style type of running back. Um, we're talking upper echelon in Damian Williams. So get ready for that. Interesting. It'll be interesting there. All right. So. Uh, Talked about the good and always got to talk about both sides of things. Let's talk about the the not so good. So which team stands out to you guys is one that's made some questionable moves or a team that you feel like hasn't really been active enough. 
Um, there's plenty of teams I, I got uh, listed here for examples. Obviously, we don't want to overjudge organizations because the bigger picture might not be um, in place yet. Uh, but, uh, Robbie, who, who stands out to you as a, as a team that's making either some questionable moves or is just not active and they really should be? Oh, my gosh. Um, the, the, the Carson City uh, charges, okay? I can't I can't call you guys the L.A. charges. Anybody that, that knows me, when I used to get in trouble back home in D.C., my mama used to send me out to L.A. to live with my auntie and my grandmama. You are not a part of the City of Angels, San Diego, okay, uh, Los Angeles, Carson City. You guys are the Carson City Chargers for a reason, the same way in another sport the Clippers get, 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 get the second, you know, little kick to the curb. Here's why. You get rid of Hunter Henry. You're not, it doesn't seem like you're trying to bring in anyone to help Keenan Allen, okay? Um, Williams, is, uh, to my knowledge, is, is gone and completely obsolete. Who's going to be the guy now at the number two? Guyton? Oh, God. I think I might have just almost threw up that shot that I took at the beginning of the show. So with that being said and with that being stated, the Los Angeles, I'm sorry, the Carson City Chargers of San Diego, all right, you need to get plugged into a damn ball and get some charge because there is no heartbeat to this team whatsoever outside of one Justin the Herbert. Let's go. All right, so I think Robbie's recognizing that a rookie in his first season went off and he's not really being supplemented for this coming season. Uh, Jeff. Any quick thoughts on that? And then the team that stands out to you is, again, a team that is not super active or not making the right moves right now. Yeah, I, I don't blame Robbie for shouting the Chargers out there, especially you look at the rest of the division. We talked about the Chiefs. Um, Denver's bringing in some defensive players to help that end. The Raiders, you know, Ken and Drake will talk about that. But um, everybody's standing still in that division with how good they looked with Herbert coming out. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Um, the team that – bothered me a little bit that I thought was in prime position to really make a push was the Colts. Uh, you know, they, they bring in Carson Wentz to that quarterback, but they are sitting on the second most cap room in the league. Yeah. I think they could have been a little bit aggressive and gotten in on one of these big wide receivers and really filled out that receiver core. I know people love themselves some Michael Pittman and we're hoping for Paris Campbell to come around, but at the same time, that, that would have been a, a key spot that O line, um, you know, Costanzo, the, the left tackle, retired. I, I saw some talk that they were moving, so talking about moving Quentin Nelson out to left tackle, but I think maybe they could have been aggressive. Just sitting on all that cap space. You know, that defense was really good. Jonathan Taylor was really good. They could have done some things to augment that and start to build out some of that talent a little bit. And, you know, the Titans were aggressive. Titans made a couple moves in their division. Um, so you, you wanted to see them, I think, do a little bit more. I, I gotta agree. I, I gotta agree with you, Jeff. And I, I, I'm sorry, uh, Nick. That I, I look like you were about to say something. But I, I, I gotta no, go agree with you. Um, for them to not at least make an attempt, you know that you're you're losing a receiver that finally came into his own in Corey Davis, and you did not a damn thing to try and try and cure. Uh, to, to to me, that is that is a safe L uh, for for the Titans. So I'm right there with you. Um, and and, and Bogart, you brought up the the what uh, what the Chargers draft Kyle Pitts. He's not going to fall fall that far, number one. So they'd have to trade up and move up to get him. And then even still, who's the wide receiver, too? You now become the Washington football team of last year, where it's like you got a wide receiver, one, and now you got a tight end. Where the hell is the rest of the offense? Yeah, yeah. You had a guy like Cam Sims out of nowhere have to step up, but then you can't rely on that every single game. Uh, five wide football had an interesting question. If, if the Chargers – um, do not proceed to make any more moves. Are you worried about Justin Herbert? We can just touch on this one briefly. Um, I, I all right. So I would have to worry just knowing how anyone that's played any type of football. I don't care if it's intramurals. Okay, you know that an offense has to have a certain flow and a certain chemistry and a certain level of personnel. You learn that from your competition that you compete against. Um, if he does not, if they don't do something to get this kid weapons, do I worry a little bit? Yes. Am I still going to take a risk in uh, in drafts, absolutely. Jeff, they're going to get Eckler back though, so that I'm curious about that because you know they had him, they didn't have him for a big portion of last season. They were trying to run it out with Jackson Kelly, you know, Kalen Balage. So I mean, that could be a spark plug that offensive needs to get Herbert to continue to develop. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic still on Herbert. You know, Keenan Allen's still there. Bringing Eckler back, there's certainly pieces around him, uh, but you would love love to see at least one more added. Regression is possible. 
Yeah, yeah, J- just just like it is for uh, veterans as well. I mean, it, it's it, it sometimes is thought you know if a team makes a move that a guy will get better. It's not always the case. If a team doesn't make a move, look at Aaron Rodgers this year. We all said who's going to be this team's wide receiver too. They really didn't have one all season. Might have been Robert Tunyon. I don't I don't know, but Aaron Rodgers was the, the MVP. So it, I mean, it kind of goes up and down with the perspectives like that. Yeah. Um, cu- couple couple quick notes I had. Uh, Carolina was rumored to have some sort of blockbuster trade for Deshaun Watson. I think everything's kind of on pause, but anything uh, Watson related right now, uh, Chicago bears, I'm not going to go too much into just because that's, that's my hometown team. And I have ranted enough about this. Um, letting go of Kyle Fuller was not the best thing and replacing him with Desmond Trufant. Uh, Andy Dalton was like, we couldn't get this, can't get this, can't get this. I guess we're going to do that. The Bengals, I thought, might have been a team that would make some defensive moves uh, outside of Mike Hilton for cornerback. Green Bay and the Titans. You guys mentioned the Titans already. Again, two teams that I'm surprised didn't make a push for any of these wide receivers. If they did, uh, obviously we don't know about it. But even a guy like Keelan Cole, uh, who went to the Jets, would have been like a nice addition uh, over nothing for these two teams. And then the Raiders, uh, they brought in John Brown. Oh, linemen, God. they've let let go of some linemen. Um, definite questions there. So, and then they uh, before we yeah, go ahead, Mariota go ahead. today, and then they re-signed Mariota today. Yeah. Any any other any other thoughts on any of those teams listed? I, I go on the the rant there. Here's my yeah, thing. Yeah, just the You're good, man, Robbie. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say my thing. If you're a Raiders fan, just know that when your owner wakes up with the haircut that he decides to wear on a damn day-to-day basis, know that dumb decisions are going to get made. Oh, he just dropped the mic on that one. Jeff, Jeff. Yeah, going back to the Titans again, um, you know, we saw them in the AFC Championship game two years ago. Obviously lost early in the playoffs this year. They've got A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry, and that's it. You know, Ferkser, whatever else they have, Cameron Batson. I mean, they need something there. Yeah. Darrington yeah, uh, Evans, does he ever become relevant? That might be a future. Ever, ever is a long time, but I don't know. I, I thought I, on him soon. We, we, we talked about it on a podcast. I thought a guy like, like Juju might have been like a big target for the Titans. I mean, oh. they just su- supplementing a guy like A.J. Brown with like another, another playmaker sort of guy. I mean, not, I'm not saying that's like the ideal Juju description, but having another guy – on the other side, AJ Brown, I thought would be deadly, especially if they let Corey Davis and uh, Joni Smith go. But uh, yeah, I- I'm surprised a team that's been going to the playoffs the last few years kind of just let pass catchers go like that. But uh, yeah. obviously, when it comes to these things that we are ranting on here, uh, it's not over with the moves. We still have the draft. We still have plenty of time to trade. Um, it'll be interesting to see how things fall into place for a lot of these teams that we have question marks for. So. Uh, we talked about this team earlier in this pickup, but I want to talk about Kenny Galladay. I'm sure you guys not heard anything about Kenny Galladay on Twitter or uh, any other social media, um, all sarcasm included there, but Kenny Galladay to the Giants. So 2019, he was a league leader in touchdowns. 2019, he was seventh in the league for yards. Wide receiver nine for fantasy in 2019. 2020 had the hip issue going on amongst some other things. There were some rumors that maybe it had to do with some contracts, things like that, but he didn't play in a lot of games. He, he, he played in games that he was involved in uh, four weeks, four weeks. I think he might've been like suited up for five weeks, but he had four weeks of actually being included in games in those weeks. He had 16 plus fantasy points in three out of four of those weeks. Um, And he did find the score sheet as well. So my first question with this whole trade here, my first question is, we got some good. We got some. I love got, Josh. My, my my guy Josh Smokey Smokey, coming in with the big comments here. I can't. I don't know if I can read these uh, for the podcast for later, but uh, he, he has some nice comments here. But my yeah. first question when it comes to Kenny Galladay going to the Giants is, if you were to look at his dynasty outlook, does his move to the Giants have a big impact on where you personally see him for dynasty, uh, maybe rankings or how you view him moving forward? Robbie, we can start with you, man. Oh, okay. I was going to defer to Jeff. Um, oh, no. I thought you were raising your hand right there. Oh, like, hey, no, I, can, I, I got this. I got this. But no, no. I mean, I mean, no. Absolutely, I, I, I got this one. Um, listen, guys, the, the Giants are not going to be significantly better 
than what they were last year. Their success is this is the one team in football where I can I, I can one hundred percent say that yeah, you have the Michael Jordan syndrome. You are player dependent. You are dependent upon that one player in order to be effective. You take Jordan away, Scotty ain't leading that team to no damn championship, okay? So now you take Saquon Barkley away from the New York football giants. He th- That team is now completely ineffective. What, is Daniel Jones going to have to take off like a cheetah out of nowhere in, in order to be successful for the New York Giants? I don't think that's going to happen very often. Uh, what, Kenny Galladay is now pretty much your only target that you have. If you're the Giants, we brought Kyle Pitts earlier. You have to draft Kyle Pitts because Evan Ingram ain't the answer. He can't stay healthy. So their success is predicated on the ability of Saquon's health. And then even then, Saquon is still only one person. Daniel Jones is not effective enough to be able to hold on to the ball, okay, for 5.5 seconds. He cannot hold on to this oval object that's made out of He had the prop ready. Yeah, it's always (laughs) always near, bro. What what else you got going on over there? Uh, I don't know. All right, right, fair uh, enough. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But he cannot hang on to the ball long enough to be able to get get into the hands of his playmakers. And as long as Daniel Jones is under center, and that is the problem, on top of Saquon's health, this team is going nowhere fast past six games. And and no one on this team is going to be fantasy relevant. Kenny G might be fantasy relevant for you, but it's going to be like Nick said, a full game. All right, all right. So uh, I think we got a, a clear picture of Robbie's Robbie's thoughts on Kenny Galladay, and more importantly, the Giants and Daniel Jones right there. Uh, I I have liked in the past when healthy Sterling Shepard a bit as a flex play every right. now and then. So if he stays healthy, I kind of like Kenny Galladay more so for him, just because Sterling Shepard's not a you know wide receiver one do everything sort of guy he's just like a uh give him some targets give him some volume he'll perform so i actually like sterling Shepard, and i like the fact that he doesn't have to be the guy because i don't like darius slayton at all golden tate's out of the picture and then evan ingram i don't know how to read him i don't know how to read him because we see some good things we see some terrible things so i know uh, how good. to read him hey, all right Broken. All right. So that, that, that that's the that's a Robbie Rumboy's description there. Evan that's Ingram ism. broken. Yeah, that's Jeff, a Rumboy's ism. I'm I'm pushing back, Robbie. I'm taking the Giants to win the division. I think that I love their free agency moves. I feel terrible that I didn't mention them early up. I was talking to my girl Steffi today. Uh, I'm, I'm all in on the Giants. I think that um, for fantasy wise, it's going to be tough because I think that their defense is very good. Um, they're going to be in a lot of games where the defense wins it. And I think the offense, Joe Judge, kind of trusts them to not lose the game. And that's my concern fantasy-wise. But anytime you're running Saquon out there, you're running Kenny Galladay out there, I too like Sterling Shepard as you know a lower-end plug. I think that bringing Galladay in, it kind of bumps everybody into their roles that they should be in, as well as Saquon's utility in the passing game. I think there's going to be plenty of targets for Daniel Jones. The biggest thing that I see is they're giving Daniel Jones an opportunity to be good. You know, I, I look at the Jets in the same building, bringing, you know, Corey Davis is a fine football player. I'm, I'm not super sold on Denzel Mims. I just don't know that they ever really gave Sam, Sam Darnold a chance. Whereas I think the Giants, you look at these moves with the Giants, they're giving at least an opportunity to Daniel, Daniel Jones to be that franchise quarterback. Very much like behind me, my Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. You know, I don't know that I necessarily agree to the Allen Daniel Jones leap that some people are going to. The Bills, no, yeah. They, they, they targeted we'll, we'll Diggs. They brought in guys. Yeah, they, they brought in guys that would allow Josh Allen to develop and be good. You know, every single year they brought in some more and more talent around him. And I think the Giants are starting to set up to do yeah. the same thing. Jeff, can well, I ask before, my brother? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Can I, and, and I promise you, when we when we when we're all in can together, first first round of beers between the three of us is on me. Okay. I gotta Hang ask. On. Is, is Hang on. This, I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down. It's recorded live. It's good. We're good. budget, baby. Um, no, I gotta ask though, Jeff. Is your take originally predicated off of the fact that no one repeats the NFC East? Because if that that's, if that's the case, then I can agree you know, with you on that one fact. 
My biggest thing, we look at Washington. You know, I love Fitzpatrick. Who doesn't love Fitzpatrick that loves football? But I've seen this movie before. I've seen him come in great when he's the backup and you put him in for eight games and you say, oh my God, like this guy could be it. And then, you know, I saw it with the Bills. We saw it with the Jets. As soon as you hand him the keys to the kingdom, that car crashes faster than you could ever imagine. And Taylor Heinke, we saw some good things out of him. I just worry that they're going to be in a similar spot as last year. And I don't know that with you know, a healthy Dak and if the Giants improve, the the ceiling is going to be so low as it was last year to be able to slide in the playoffs, you know, closer to an 8-8 eight eight type team. I, I think that it's going to be more of a 10 or 11 win team winning the division this time. I'm with it. I'm with it. I think I like how I you did that. One of the uh, one of the points um, that we kind of got to, I think Jeff was alluding to there, is I think they're helping set up Daniel Jones to hopefully be successful. And I think this will be an interesting year to see, hey, we just added a guy who can make some plays. Maybe he's not the Stefan Diggs to Josh Allen, but here's a guy that can make some plays. Are you going to perform or not? I think a big part of the Giants is the protection because we can knock – we can knock uh, Daniel Jones oh, a lot oh. here, um, but when you get hit that many times in a game and when you're pressured that m- many times in a game, it, it, it is tough. Do you have to hang on to the football? Absolutely. Absolutely you have to hang on to the football. But at the Ooh. same time, I think actually being able to make some plays and get settled in the pocket is going to be very important for both of these guys. And, and, Nick, with that being said, I mean, I wonder how 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 much longer someone like Nate Solder can, can stay. In a, I mean, football is a sport yeah. where you have to play low. How much longer can he stay in that in that, in that low position? And they just re-signed him again. I, I get the, the need to sign a, a veteran, but I mean, you're right, bro. Yeah, yeah, they need to address that in the draft. Hopefully, that they go in that direction. We saw him just sign Adoree Jackson to help fill, fill out oh. that defense. Obviously, that O line is a massive need. But I think you look at Galladay, and I'm a big believer. You want to build your wide receiver core. You want to have a number one wide receiver and allow guys to be in positions where they're able to beat the coverage. And you're sliding Shepard down the the chain. You're sliding Evan Ingram down the chain so that they're you're not relying on Shepard and Evan Ingram anymore. But you've got a true number one wide receiver. If Darius Slayton's got anything, or you know, got John Bross, I don't know. That's a hail mary prayer and a half. But you, you put guys in the spot that they should be instead of having everybody play up is the biggest thing with bringing Galladay in. I want to watch film with Jeff. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I do want to say on a, on a quick side note, uh, shout out to everybody in the chat right now. Dave Toronto, John uh, McGlynn. We got uh, Smokey, obviously, D Brown. A lot of good guys hopping in the chat. MD's Fantasy Football Show. Really appreciate that, guys. Um, so let's let's build off of this because we, we, we hash it out a little bit there. You see a lot of takes now. Now that uh, Daniel Jones has Kenny Galladay, where does this stack rank? Because I've seen a huge gap between opinions on this. So we look at all the stacks in the league. I'll I'll read off a handful here. Kyler and D-Hop, Ryan and either Julio or Ridley, Allen and Diggs, Dak and Cooper or C.D. Lamb, Rodgers and Adams, Stafford and Cupper Woods, Mahomes and Hill, Cousins and Jefferson, Wilson and DK, Brady and Evans or Godwin, Tannehill and A.J. Brown, Fitzpatrick and McLaurin, Herbert and Keenan Allen. Where do we see Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay now? Is this stack of a, of a, of a wide receiver and a quarterback top five, top 10, 15, 20? Where do you, you guys see it? Purpose. You did this hey, question hey, on purpose. I, I, had, I had to. I've seen so many. I, I'm not even adding one or two people. I've seen like 15 different takes in the last week of where these guys stack. So, Jeff, where? I mean, you don't have to say like 21 or 23 or 14. Like wh- what range do we see this stack now? I landed on a really lucky number, number 13, when I put them together. And I think that that – Anywhere from that 13, 13 was as generous as I could be. And I think anywhere from that like 13 to 17 range is where I land. But um, 13 stood out to me. And, I, you know, the lucky number 13 seemed fitting for this team, having so much luck last year with injuries. So that was the most aggressive I possibly could get with placing that. But it's definitely in that middle range for sure. Before we go to Robbie, before we go to Robbie, so, so Jeff's got – Lucky number 13. I like some of these comments here. Uh, the comments, chat to win, C2W. That's uh, that's an interesting one. And that hat is smoking, Nick. Where can I get a hat like that? Uh-huh. Pinned, pinned on Twitter, pinned on Twitter. Check it out, the link. Uh, Viridian Global, got to shout them out. 
They do nothing but produce great gear all the time. So yeah, uh, shout the out to them. Hands. Robbie, Robbie. So Jeff says 13. Are you close? Are you far? Where, where's where's this stack at again of Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay? So I feel like you put, put this question in here purposely because I am known as the stack guy. Like I am the person that will go for stacks, in, uh, uh, especially in Superflex. Like I'll even double stack. BK, what's up? Um, <laughs> I'm not stacking these two. I don't want any parts of the stack. I want to stay far away from the stack. I am staying far away from this stack. Like, like, like the strip in Vegas while I am single, okay? I'm just like, nope, I don't need any parts of this. She's not the one for me. This is not, I don't want to end up with a shotgun wedding. Like, I know I'm way too intoxicated. Like, no, I'm staying that far away from it. That far. Like, I'm having my best friend tell me, hey, bro, you're not doing that. That's how far away I'm staying from it. So that that was a very, very specific analogy. It almost seems like this is something you've thought about in the past. May have been there once or twice. <laughs> All right. So so Jeff's at 13, Robbie's at uh Vegas analogy. So which hell means no. it's I'm a at, big no for him. No. It's the 13th no. is possibly generous as I could be. So yeah, I don't know. Why it, be it's nice. probably closer to why be nice, Jeff? There's no. You're right. Days. I should just be mean. Just be mean. Let's yeah. be mean all, about the Giants. It's no. All fair. All hey, fair in love and fantasy football. You're right. I've seen. I've <laughs> seen. I've seen a lot of different opinions on this, so that's why I had to bring it up because I've seen top five. I've seen top five. I've seen. Yeah, no way. I, I've no seen. Way. I've seen top twenty-five also. So that's why I asked that question. But uh, interesting to see, because um, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. There, there, there you go. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, obviously, I'm not comparing them to at all. But before last season, a lot of people weren't super high on them and they perform well. But on the flip side, we have had expectations that have fallen through. So that will be interesting. All right, let's let, let's move on to the next uh, next topic here. Um, instead of a quarterback and a wide receiver, let's shift over to the running back position. Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, Robbie, you had the classic video um, reaction video actually to this when you were with uh, LQ. Uh, it was, I think it's going to be a t-shirt if I'm not mistaken, but, yeah, um, you guys were, you guys are on a live stream. You had a live reaction. Uh, Kenyon Drake though is now a Raider. Josh Jacobs was the RB nine weeks one through 16. We always talk about PPR here. Uh, Kenyon Drake was the RB 14 weeks one through 16. Does Drake's signing to the Raiders kill Josh Jacobs value in fantasy and Robbie we'll start with you on this one um so first I want to apologize to the general public that if you were at work when you saw that video I'm so sorry um but I couldn't help myself because I do I, I do have Josh Jacobs rostered on a team um but I also have Kenny and Drake rostered on the team as well actually I think there's a team where I have them rostered on the same damn team so with that being said and with that being stated um the best that you can hope for if you are in that percentile like myself where you may have both or one or the other, um, it, whether you want to align yourself is hope that this becomes the 2021 Cleveland Browns. Hope that you can get that 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 Kareem uh, uh, Chubb effect. Uh, that's what they're going. That's that's their new. That's a, that that's their new couple name. Kareem Chubb. That's their new couple name. I, I just dubbed it here. Um, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not as good as JLo's nicknames, but you know, it's good enough. Um, but that's what you got to hope for on the upside. On the upside, but let's be realistic, these two are not like you need to figure out who you are gonna have and who you are gonna roster. And that person is Josh Jacobs, okay? You're gonna keep Josh Jacobs, um, and you're not gonna. You're probably not gonna be able to get Kenyon Drake like as a handcuff to Josh Jacobs. Like I, I just wholeheartedly believe that. Uh, so get ready to if something happens to Jacobs, he's he, he came into the league with very low mileage out, on, on his body out of out of Bama, and that's what made him a commodity. Now he's reached that point where it's like, okay, now you're starting to get some dinks and you know dings to you. You know he might get that first dent he's he, he might get that first dent all right if we go to compare, compare him to it to a car that you just pull off the lot you're now in year two of that car you're now on year three of that car it may get his first little little dent in it with that being said plan for a way and have a a, a scenario in your back pocket mid-season don't do this now 
mid-season when you know you start seeing how the shares break out make a plan to trade for drake in case something happens to jacobs and that's my take and i do want to put um you uh you had the the couple's name for kareem hunt and nick chubb we had a Ken Yash Jacobs, which sounds like a Harry Potter or a Game of Thrones villain, something along those lines. But, uh, I don't know how that. Yeah. Ken Yash um, Jacobs. Yeah, exactly. I, I my hat levitated when you said that, so I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, yeah, uh, good points there. And uh, before we go to Jeff, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how the system plays out because I don't I don't think it's clear right now. I don't I don't think it's clear if it's going to operate like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt or if it's going to operate like. I don't know, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Those are two talented guys as well, and Alexander Madison doesn't get tons and tons of touches when they're actually in games. So it'll be interesting to see which route it takes. Jeff, uh, what's your what's your take here? Does Kenyon Drake becoming a Raider kill Josh Jacobs' fantasy value? I think kill is aggressive. He's certainly – the ADP is wrong right now, and it'll, it'll reflect, it'll adjust. Um, I, I was looking back, Booker and Rashard, they had 160 touches between the two of them last year, so it's not like – Jacobs was running away with this backfield by himself. You know, they, they had already had a committee running there. Um, certainly, I think Drake will get more of the work. You know, he saw 73 targets, 68 targets the last couple of years. Last year in Arizona, they didn't use him in the passing game whatsoever. My approach to any time that there's a situation like this, I think Robbie did a good job at hanging around it. But I always describe the cheaper option, and I hope that it breaks in my way. That's always been my approach whenever I'm looking at a dual-headed backfield. Uh, I'm always just going to grab the cheaper guy, take whatever points I can. You know, you hope for that opportunity that goes in. Um, where Jacobs is being drafted right now, I still even see him in like fifth or sixth round, which seems wild to me. Even I wasn't a huge fan before. That seemed aggressive to me. Um, I'm typically a fade running backs early type guy. I like to build kind of outward in and, and look at running backs as being a fungible asset that you, you can fill in whenever an injury or whatnot comes up. I would not be drafting Jacobs right now. I don't know that I necessarily if, – if Drake's the cheaper one, that's the, certainly the guy that I'd be looking at, especially in PPR. I, I think it more speaks organizationally. I don't think they trust Jacobs. We saw him with the accident last year, whatever happened there. We saw him pop off on fantasy Twitter. I think this is kind of – Gruden and um, Mayock want guys that they can trust. They, they've kind of targeted winning college programs when they've done this drafting. Um, so I think it's one of those things where you're maybe behind the scenes, you're just kind of done dealing with him and you're setting yourself up to be able to cut cord and go in the other direction. Jeff, I'm sorry. I have so many things wrong with this take. Um, Gruden and Mayock don't know what they want, okay? You're they, are, they are more indecisive than when you ask your wife, hey, babe, what would you like to eat tonight? Okay? All right. Um, so that's that one in regards to, their, to, to, to those two. Uh, when you brought up earlier about Booker and Rashard, my brother, having uh, they had 160 uh, a piece or combined, whether combined, they combined into that role, combined, combined for 160. I'm looking at that as well. They clearly value Jacobs significantly more. Jacobs had the more valuable touches. Jacobs, when we look at him on film, was the superstar of this offense. He got the big break make it or break it game moment plays and i think that that's something that we also need to look at in fantasy when approaching a season my my issue my issue with with jacobs and, and i've been a guy that ha has had a lot of jacobs in the past I, I really don't right now but is we we all wanted him to have that cmc barkley dalvin cook role where he's getting the touches in the backfield rushing the ball he's getting a lot of looks uh in the passing game and adding this piece kind of takes away from him getting closer and closer to that do-it-all role, in, in my opinion. My other issue with Jacobs is I'm big on consistency uh, on, on a weekly basis. This was a guy that four games this season, he had 20-plus fantasy points. He had two games with 29-plus fantasy points. But then he had six games with 10.5 or less fantasy points. And then he floated around like 12 or 13 a couple weeks. So this guy on a weekly basis looking at the fantasy stat sheet was so up and down that that already was a turnoff for me. And now you add another factor that doesn't really bump his fantasy value. And, and I'm just kind of I'm not going to say I'm out and he's a dud, but I am not as interested yeah. as I once was, you know, um, when it when it comes to something like that uh, again. 
what the roles will look like is one thing, but when you have a guy that's been so inconsistent on a weekly basis um, and then you add this other piece, I think it's tough. But at the same time, ADP is a factor. And if, if this guy's fallen to the seventh round and you can grab him there, like power to you in a redraft, I mean, I mean, we, we've seen him be very fantasy relevant before. Um, so yeah, good, good, good points on Jacobs there. I, I, again, I, I love, I love when two guys come on and have different perspectives because it, it doesn't seem like we're all holding hands in, in Kumbaya, you know, the whole no, time. So I, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. And Jeff knows me like, like, like we may disagree on here on air, but he knows we're going to be in, in the, in, in the chat and we're, we're, we're going to meet up in Canton and we're going to have a fucking kick-ass time. Oh, I just did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, hey, no, but, I, I think it's it speaks to though like you know it's one of those things we look back sometimes you look back at the year and the guy had a thousand yards and you think why well, you know he had a thousand yards a couple of touchdowns he was okay but week to week when you're in it and you mentioned that inconsistency you know a thousand yards is sixty yards a week and you know that's six points so you're talking about six points here I just think Jacobs if he's not going to have the passing game role that ceiling is just so low. You're basically just praying for touchdowns, and and at that point, is this going to be an offense that's going to score a lot of touchdowns? <laughs> yeah, TBD, TBD. Let, let let's move on to the next running back know. here. Is it as the uh, the time ticks on? Um, the Dolphins, Dolphins now. Dolphins added Will Fuller weeks one through twelve. Wide receiver eight. He did not miss time this year because of an injury. He missed time because he got suspended. I'm not sure if not being injured and being suspended went hand in hand. We don't know. But um, he is now on the Dolphins. I think he misses week one. Uh, they added Malcolm Brown, who had some decent uh, games in fantasy this year. Not not a guy we see as like this workhorse or anything like that. Miles um, Gaskin is the interesting uh, running back to think about here. Um, weeks one through six, RB 16 before the bye. He had that huge 33.9 championship week outing. Uh, he's a guy that catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. Um, this year, he was one of the better pass catchers in the league, actually, uh, when he was healthy. Are you confident now that the Dolphins did not make a free agency move for running back that Miles Gaskin has a shot at being the guy? Or do we fear that the Dolphins might be addressing the running back position in, in the draft here? Um, Jeff, we'll start with you, and then we'll go to Roddy. I think that Gaskins is the guy in so much as there is a guy. I worry about Flores coming from that New England system and Malcolm Brown giving them a little bit of a different back. And Salviano Med, we saw him too, you know, as a rookie, provide a little bit of a spark. And so my concern is that you're going to end up in this Patriots type backfield where it's going to be game flow dependent and you're not quite sure which guy to rely on. In terms of the draft, I would be surprised if they took a back early enough to really affect the step chart. Yeah, that would be a shocker to me. Um, I think that, they, again, going back to that New, New England style, we saw Belichick early use backs early, but not lately. He hasn't taken backs early. Um, so that's that's my concern with the backfield. I do think Gaskins is the guy you want to have right now. I just worry about having enough versatility in between the three pieces that it just turns into a mess of game script unpredictability. unpredictability. Robbie, Robbie, Gaskin, is he going to be the guy or should we be concerned by the draft? So if I am Flores right now, I'm sitting back and I'm like, all right, let's say I keep that, that, that number three pick. I can go Jamar Chase like pretty, pretty, pretty easy right there. And I can have that, um, which is a great replacement for any of the guys that I currently have and probably even better. Maybe, even, you know, I, I, I could have him and Parker. And they could just do the whole offense themselves. But Press Williams also isn't bad. But then at the same time, Gaskins isn't bad, and neither is Ahmed. I could go with the running back by committee, and I could take Chase. When, honestly, I don't. I don't blame the Dolphins if they do that. The Dolphins have a very tough decision here. Um, you're literally asking yourself if you keep your your your, your both your first round picks. Is someone like Javante Williams going to fall to me at 18? Like, if Javante Williams falls to me at 18, then let's go Chase and let's go Williams. But, I mean, maybe you go Kenneth Gainwell. Like, like if that doesn't happen, I mean, who's a guy that I'm personally high on? But, I mean, now you're talking about limiting yourself in terms of just having a gadget guy. Um, 
number I feel like if the Dolphins keep their pick three, it's very easy to kind of kind of go chase there. Um, they don't. I don't think they need running back. I'm confident in Gaskins right now. Yes, he got banged up last year, but Ahmed came in. You can go running back committee with that fine. You need to make sure that you have weapons that can help Tua through the air. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I, obviously, it's not out of the realm of them making that sort of move, but at the same time, this past season, Gaskin and Ahmed both had good good weeks when they were given the volume. Uh, at the same time, if one of these Najee Harris, Javante Williams, Gainwell comes in, that value probably changes for Gaskin. I think he's a prime example, though, of a guy that if you get him now, you don't have to pay too, too much, depending on your league. And the ceiling might be high if nothing does happen. Um, it might be more of a dart throw. Same with a guy like Jeff Wilson. I mean, the, the, the price is probably pretty cheap right now, and the reward could be big, but it also might not be. So and, these are good examples of dart throws. And, and Nick, I mean, let, just to remove fantasy outside of it, for all the fantasy players out there, let's remember that reality comes into play. Wouldn't it be really cool if they had Javante Williams in a Miami Dolphins jersey and they put him on a ticket, especially with the whole world opening up? Oh, we get the hometown kick. Yeah, let's start thinking about that. Just saying. Well, the coaches were at the Senior Bowl, though, and they spent the entire time with Najee Harris. They were in several. Yeah, they did. I, and I, I, and I, I think did. if you if you have the number three pick, the, these quarterbacks are valued so highly that if you're taking – I don't know. I just think both them and the Jets, if you're sold on Darnold and Tua, you need to be looking hard at moving out of those picks and hoping somebody will come up and get my guy Justin Fields or Wilson or even Trey Lance – I just think we've seen it year after year, those top top picks. Somebody's going to fall in love with these quarterbacks in the next month and go up and get them if it's not going to be the Jets or the Dolphins. Uh, they could also have a get-your-guy mentality and just go and get Jamar yeah, Chase, right. you know. That's yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of the times uh, the fantasy mindset, kind of like what you alluded to, Robbie, gets in, gets in the way of like l- thinking as an organization. You know, we yeah. we, we look at uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and a lot of people are like, "Hey, they might go out and replace James Robinson in this draft." But if you are thinking like a Madden franchise uh, manager or something along those lines, you yeah. might say, hey, you know what? Their defense is really bad. Their O line needs improvement. Like they don't need to do that right now. It's not a big team need. But at the same time, we sometimes get uh, skewed away from what we think should happen and what actually does happen. Um, we're, we're getting close to the hour mark, so I want to yeah. touch. Maybe we'll do like a quick roundabout for the last couple of things on the sheet here. So I'm down. We, can di- we can dive deep into these, but why don't we just get sure. quick opinion? These are more predictions now. So I'm going to read off two guys real fast here, two more running backs. You guys tell me landing spot, and are you interested? So the first – First guy, Leonard Fournette, finished twice in his career as a top 10 fantasy back. He had that 76 reception season uh, not too long ago under his belt. We saw playoff Lenny. We saw Lombardi Lenny. He's still kind of floating out in the what's going to happen with this guy um, waters right now. And then we had James Conner has a tenure of being banged up uh, through his career. But 2018 was the RB5 weeks 1 through 16 for fantasy. So he did have that upside uh, back in the day. Where are these two guys going Maybe just give me a team and then tell me, hey, I'm interested or I'm not interested in these guys. Um, Jeff, we'll start with you on this one. So I'm going to go. We've seen a lot of the market and guys just stay put if they don't have a better offer. And I'm just going to stay with both of them. I think they're going to go back to their teams. I think Fournette's going to go back to Tampa and Connor's going to go back to Pitt. Connor's a local guy at Pitt there. I think he's going to give up on getting big money. They're going to just plug him in there for another year. And in terms of in, in or out, I would say it all everything's relative. I could be interested in any player, any running back that's going to see volume. Um, so it's all relative. But if they're going to see volume, sure. Awesome. Uh, All right. I, 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 I'm not going to go chalk for once here. I'm going to say Leonard Fournette, he wants to get another Super Bowl ring, but he wants to do it in a different jersey. He's going to go over to the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, he's going to go over to the Chiefs. Um, and Interesting. And he does uh, in or out. It, I'll answer in and out in a second. Um, James Conner, he will just go right up the road for just a little bit higher cost of state property to Buffalo, to the Bills, 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 Bills. And they're going to be slamming people through tables. Um, and they'll have not a two-headed monster, but a three-headed monster with Singletary, Moss, and Connor to keep life expectancy through all of them to make a one for a couple of years to come. Um, so in or out, um, 
I'm going to just say Bruce Lee, be water. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I will say with both guys, though, again, talking specifically about maybe Dynasty, their price today is going to be very, very different than their price tomorrow if they do go to a juicy yeah. spot. If somebody ends up in Buffalo. So if you have some sort of interest in these guys, to make a move for them might be a now versus later sort of thing. Can you get burned on something like that? Sure. But at the same time, if Leonard Fournette goes to the Bills or he goes to the Steelers or something like that, his price today, not knowing what he's going to do versus tomorrow with where he's going to be, two different things. So keep that in mind for Dynasty Leagues. Uh, next question, briefly here. Actually, I got th- I got, I got a mix of three. We'll have a mix of three. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks. And we'll finish off on this here. So I got three quarterbacks. You tell me, are they going to play for their team in 2021, or will they be elsewhere? The first guy, Sam Darnold. Jets have the pick two, right, in the draft here. Mm-hmm. They can easily go for a quarterback here, or they can trade down maybe and, and build around Darnold, or they can just grab the best O-lineman um, in the draft. There's a lot of opportunities. So we got Sam Darnold. Deshaun Watson, obviously a lot of bad news coming out right now, but he's still a guy that wants to get out of Texas. Uh, A lot of trade rumors have happened with Watson, so he's another guy. And then Russell Wilson, I think, was like, I don't know how to explain. I'm I'm kind of a bitter Bears fan, so I I don't want to get too deep into it. But he talked about not wanting to be with with the Seahawks, uh, which you don't blame him because over the last like four years, he's been one of the most sacked quarterbacks in all of the NFL. Um, But then there's a lot of talk about him staying, so I, I don't know. So we got Sam Darnold. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. You guys tell me, are they staying or leaving? If you say they're leaving, give me a where. Robbie, uh, Robbie, you go on your, your your rant here for these three guys to end the 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 podcast on. Arnold stays. You cannot go past Penny Su- uh, Penny Suell. He is the best the, the best lineman that you're going to make hands too. down. Okay, um, so Darnold stays. Watson. Uh, he's getting the hell out of Houston, uh, especially because of everything he's going through. He's like, y'all wasn't – you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. If he has to go through a Kobe Stays situation, deep. you know, then then if he has to, has, has to go through a Kobe situation, he's trying to definitely get out of there. He, I don't think he's going to pull a Kobe and stick with the same team that put him through that. Um, and then Wilson. Wilson sticks with Seattle just because where else are you going to go, bruh? Okay. All right. Short and simple to the point there. Jeff, Jeff, uh, again, Sam Darnold, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, are they all staying put or are they leaving or any of them leaving? You know, I think it really starts and stops with Watson. With everything that's going on right now, I don't see how the Texans can move him. I don't see how teams buying into that situation right now, which is throwing everything out of whack because I think that had this not come up and who knows what's going on, but if they were to want to move him, I would look at Miami and the Jets as the two biggest targets that to potentially move him to just given draft capital, which would obviously shake Darnold out, which would, um, you know, maybe Russell Wilson's caught in that too. Um, given the, there's no way Watson can be moved right now. So he's not going to move. I don't think there's any way that the, the Jets are moving Darnold to, I don't know where they would move him to. It's tough unless they're sold on a, a, a rookie at number two, obviously, but I think they're going to hold on to him. And then I'm going to say the same thing with – I'm just boring chalk. I'm going to go with the Wilson too just because if, if you've got a quarterback, you're not giving him up unless you have one. And I think we saw that. You saw that as a Bears fan, and that was probably the biggest impediment to the Bears getting a deal done. You go back to the Jay Cutler, at least Broncos sold themselves on Kyle Orton. But I, I don't think the Seahawks are moving on without getting quarterback back. All right. All right. Good point, Sarah. All around. Um, just a quick note, personally, uh, that number two pick, uh, I, I think they can trade down and still get uh, Sewell. Um, I think they'll, they'll go with Darnold. I think with Watson, I don't, I don't know if he's going to play next year unless these allegations get sorted out. But um, if not, if not, Tyrod Taylor might be a decent super yeah, flex pick. Oh, Ty God. Hey, hey, this team might not be competing. So why, why not? Why not? And then uh, with Wilson, I think he's staying put. All right. Uh, right before the hour mark, really appreciate it with you guys. Uh, we probably we probably could have talked for another hour here. Um, I definitely would have been in trouble, so I, I got to cut things off. But uh, appreciate your time. I want to go through both of you guys again. Let us know where we can find you and anything you got coming up. Uh, 
I got a, oh, I was going to call you Randy Moss on the bottom because I thought you were catching and then you threw it away. So, Robbie, yeah, where can we find you? What, what do you got going on? Just give us that last spiel again. Uh, Google me, rumboys.com, rumboys Robbie on Twitter, rumboys, spell with a Z, N E T, everywhere else. Um, and yeah, check us out on Sportsbeat. Download the Sportsbeat app. Like, I really want you to download the Sportsbeat app. I want, I want the fancy community to take over Sportsbeat. That's, that's my only request, really. That's it. He said that. That's my my final word. Download sports me. Simple, yeah. simple. J- Jeff, where can we find you on social media? Anything you want to plug uh, for yourself here to finish things off? At Twitter at for whom J Bell tolls, and then just putting some stuff out with Fantasy Pros, popping around with going for two, just trying to get involved as much as I can. So I'm always here. I'm always ready to talk. Um, I'm very excited, and thank you for having me on. Absolutely, and uh, for P2W Fantasy. Live streams weekly, articles coming out for uh, all three, uh, football, basketball, and, and baseball a little bit now, too. There is a major announcement for the brand coming out like April 2nd-ish, so very excited about that. Um, pin tweet on Twitter, selling gear, so you can check out the hat here, Viridian Global. I'm really happy about how those turned out. But uh, again, thank you to everybody who's been in the chat. A lot of great people were listening today. Um, thank you to to Jeff and, and Robbie, and uh, we look forward to more free agency talks. So have a good night, everybody.